Oh, need to learn how to do this all over again, apparently, because uh, I'm I'm hitting the mute button. Well, that's oh. that's what happens when you record once every two months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll have to excuse me. I, I haven't had lunch and I'm a little bit hungry. Oh, my God. Are you munching? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about how much shit I got for uh, playing uh, hmm. online games with you. No. And, uh, eating I'm just trying to get cereal. that ASMR market. <laughs> mm. I don't think you're supposed to go <laughs> on top of the crowd. That's how I eat. I don't judge how you eat. It's dramatic. Um, that's so good. It's a little It's a little dramatic. I, just ha- go ahead. I haven't had lunch, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> In all honesty, I was hungry. I just yeah, thought I'd turn you. it into a bit so I could eat yeah, while we good. record. I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. It's efficient. Sorry right for there. people who hate, hate the sound of eating. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get down to business. What are we doing here, yeah. Carl? Well, uh, we're going to record this episode 14. And um, I think it's going to be a little on the raw side because I didn't do a lot of notes, but I just kind of made some... Um, just some basic topics I wanted to kind of go over. And yeah. Well, one thing chat. I know about the fans we have is that uh, they like us raw, like sushi. No one likes the cooked sushi rolls. Those are gross. They like the uh, the raw ones. So I like. Um, Don't you? Just, you just always have to immediately <laughs> be the opposite of no. what I say. Look at that look. No. <laughs> like it, like literally, you can't ever just like let. Let what I say lie. You always got to be the opposite. All right. No, no one likes right. cooked sushi rolls. They're gross. No one. Yeah. No it. one at all. There's not a single cooked sushi roll that's edible. No. no. Wow. They're all covered in like mayonnaise. Ugh. Disgusting. Eel sushi rolls are cooked. <laughs> yeah. no. Okay. I'm talking about the hot ones where they put them in the oven. I like those. No. The tempura ones. No. I get Ugh. it. All right, enough of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this podcast someday. So <laughs> yeah, I'm hard. I'm gonna actually make you. <laughs> I'm gonna actually make you pretty angry. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be contrarian, but you had to throw out a blanket statements like that, and I just I couldn't. You know, when we're not recording a podcast, you tend to agree with a lot of my blanket statements. Nah. <laughs> Right? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure. That. Maybe. Maybe so. All right. Whatever. Uh, so, uh, okay. Let's start. Uh, I'm Carl. He's Noah. We're Play With It Podcast. We're on all the listening platforms. Come check us out. We're on Instagram. Smash the like button. Smash the subscribe button. And now that's all. I've yeah. Heard. Hey, it... <laughs> And if you happen to be any of my coworkers, I accidentally told about the podcast. Uh, don't judge me too harshly. Yeah, <laughs> I like to live the double life so that no one knows. <laughs> this is the real me. That's the thing. That's the thing that's going to be shocking. This is the real me. The per- the me at work is uh, by far the fake me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that's the way it is with most people. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you showed me a video just a few minutes ago before we uh, started recording. Uh, I ignored it because there's been a lot of we're so 
for everybody a little bit of background of the current time and place of this recording. We're at like the end of February. Sorry about that, by the way. Uh, I moved, had HVAC break. Noah had some stuff going on. Work is exploding for both of us. Um, and quite frankly, you know, just we just to get don't. Back to it. We don't give a damn about this podcast. Or is that just me? Yeah, it's you. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> I, I'm glad you said it, so that's good. That's uh, step one, I think. No, no, we we uh, are glad to get back to it. It feels feels good to kind of get back in the saddle a little bit, and I'm I'm hoping that we can keep. I keep saying this, but we'll we'll get onto a schedule. I want to do at least once a month. Maybe we'll change up the format, which I mentioned last time before. But right now, I just need to get we need to get the ball rolling again. Um, a lot of our major life events, I think, might be behind us uh, for the past oh, few months. Don't say that. Really Knock good. on wood. Oh yeah. Knock on particle board, but you know, f- for now, uh, I think we're a more stable place. So, uh, but anyway, back to the video. Uh, you so, okay? So, time and place right now, we're in February. We would be doing some coverage on Toy Fair, but that's not happening thanks COVID. So, we're getting all kinds of like information about toys and. Uh, different like releases that are going to be going on through the year. And I think right now it's kind of like a slow leak. There hasn't been a whole lot of like all at once. I know Mezco did a bunch of reveals. Now we're getting some stuff from Super 7. They're kind of showing what they're going to start working on. They got a lot more licenses that we haven't seen them do before. Uh, Power Rangers, they're doing some Transformers stuff um, more than they've done before. They're going to introduce that into the Ultimates line. So I'm seeing videos come up all the time, getting a little bit... Uh, I'm not watching everything that comes across Twitter anymore. So it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm vaguely aware of what's going on. But one that I passed up was they did an articulation video. Actually, their second articulation video trying to show what their Ultimates line for like robotic-type yeah. figures. This one's more specific to the Optimus Prime figure. Well, and I, think- uh, I skipped it, but you... Send it to me to make sure I watched it. Why don't you tell me yeah, a little bit? Well, about I think I think uh, a lot of people are concerned about the uh, articulation on this new Transformers Ultimates line. So if you don't know, the Ultimates line is like a six to seven inch toy. It won't transform, so it's very similar to like the Transformers Red in that regard. Um, right. And people, uh, I would say Ultimates in general are not known for the best articulation, even the human figure toys. They're, a l- they're like maybe seven, eight, ten years behind on like, all, like hyper articulation. But that's because they want it to look really good. They don't want joints right. everywhere. There would be a lot of compromises to all the sharp lines right. and details in a robotic, I guess you can call it. I don't know. What, is there a better term? Like mechanized type of design. Right. You need to have different cut lines and joints have to be a certain way to get the movement. And so I, I and I know like uh, this, I, you can just kind of tell from their marketing that they're hoping, hoping to grab even more of the transformers market that isn't familiar with super seven. Um, and so they're just trying to kind of introduce and, but I, a lot of the questions are like, well, how does this even articulate? Because it's very boxy. You can't, they do a good job of hiding the articulation points. And so they've done one video where they showed their Voltron toy, the second yes. release, 
that has and that just to interject was after they did a live video showing off the Thundercats tank and then he pulled it aside to talk about it a little bit and had the Voltron to the side like it, he was doing an interview with somebody I'm blanking it might have been in the Pixel Dan interview actually right one of maybe part two he had the toy and he was showing it then did an official video with the Voltron to say hey we don't have the transformer toys in our hands but check out it's going to be a lot like this and he did the movements of all the different parts mm-hmm. and and now this is the third one that is with a prototype optimus prime well i feel like we're building this up to something that we'll talk about for five seconds and then go ha ha that's funny that's fine but i think i think it's good. <laughs> but yeah so they're really pressed to show the articulation so they may like which makes sense like that's important you were concerned yeah personally people, per, yeah well i like I've heard a lot of bad things about the first Voltron uh, being really the articulation being terrible. And I think there was so much that they've rushed the release of the second one to like say, Oh, actually we can do really good articulation in a robot. But uh, so they made this video with the resin prototype uh, Optimus prime. And what was interesting, they do a lot of videos with their resin prototypes, but what I immediately found interesting about this one is right off the bat as a big warning this is a resin prototype. It has friction yeah. joints and uh, is not the same quality as what you will receive. <laughs> like real big. And then it kind of does the intro. And then there's another warning. Just a reminder. This is a resin prototype. And then they start showing the video and almost immediately the thing starts falling apart. Like the arm falls Minutes off. Minutes in. Minutes in, the arm <laughs> yeah, falls Yeah, the off. arm falls off and the guy's like... Oh, this is a resin prototype, and then at the bottom it says, "This is a resin prototype." And then, right, and then, and he says it too. Yeah, this so, is a resin. Pro- it, oh, just so you know. Then he puts the arm back on, and he's like trying to show the shoulder. Then it falls back off. Then uh, he starts trying to show the legs, and one foot falls off. Yeah. Then he starts like, "Oh yeah, this is a resin prototype." And then at the bottom of the screen it says again, "This is a resin prototype." One one minute into the video. <laughs> Uh, in, in a three three minute four minute video, uh, uh, the the arm falls off. Yep, and then the set the arm falls off again, and he just leaves it off. Then the second foot falls off, and everything's just falling off on this thing. While he's, I mean, I I personally completely one hundred percent understand what it means, like resin yes. prototype. It's not actually built. It's made out of resin. It's very fragile. Like it's just so they can visually see and kind of get an idea of how the articulation will work. It's not supposed to hold up to any sort of play. Um, but <laughs> I just wonder like if they almost are shooting themselves in the foot, like where it's like people are really concerned about the articulation quick. Let's rush out this video where then it falls apart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I have lots of thoughts on this. I'm going to try to organize as best I can. I'm going to start with saying they should not have released this video. No, they should have, <laughs> they should have, not they should have super glued this. everything and then done it again. <laughs> no, just, yeah, don't even do it at all if it, you can't do it. <laughs> right, right. And if this was multiple attempts, just it didn't do the good they were hoping. It just like, oh, this is garbage. Because to someone that doesn't know and just constantly talking about how it's a prototype, to them, they don't know the difference between plastic and resin. Like a regular toy buyer isn't going to understand the differences. Right. So they're like, this is junky. And and here's it. So that's that's number one. You shouldn't have done it. Two is this is the third time you've told everybody that, hey, these articulate really well. They could have just pointed to the other video he did with the Voltron right. toy that isn't selling super great anyway, that they could 
show everybody that it's pretty good and the Optimus is going to be like that in that way. Another thing, just wait until it releases. You have a whole other opportunity to show everybody. I know they're doing pre-orders, so that's probably why they're like, hey, like we're going to do pre-orders and I need you yeah. guys to buy this or we're not going to I wonder if the pre-orders so numbers are low, lower than they were hoping. That's what I'm thinking. I actually don't know if they've started it. Did they start the pre-order? Uh, Let's assume I think that so. they have or about to. We're definitely around the I think time. you can pre-order them on that Big Bad Toy Store. Yeah, okay. Um, they do their own direct ones too, and I know that those are the ones they kind of, I mean, they get numbers from multiple places. But anyway, so the other thing is they did the whole, if you're familiar with the Super 7 style um, videos they've been doing, they they like to add a lot of the campy, cheesy oohs and ahs and then the like they pitch down and pitch up the voice it adds interest it's funny. i like it's it it's very bright yeah it's, it's brian flynn signature thing now and we this is not a brian flynn video this is some other like toy designer guy that's on the team i haven't seen him before he may have been shown he's been in other videos places. yeah um, anyway I, I just feel like the point like carl and i are big giant super seven fans yes uh, by no it's just funny. <laughs> it, I feel bad for them, and I think it was a misstep to just post this, video. right? Because it doesn't show them in a good light, and it, it, it's we get we understand, and a lot of the toy community will probably understand, like that are really into this kind of like the toy making piece of it. That this is totally understandable and expected, um, but other people that are the ones that are worried about the articulation won't. It's not the same people that'll understand that the shit's falling apart because it's made of resin, right? And it's a prototype. I get, but saying that it's a prototype a thousand times in the video also just disrupts the the actual message of the video because that's what we really yeah. got out of the video. I will say, was that oh, you had something that wasn't ready to be shown that you're showing me and it's falling apart before my very eyes, and you want me to pre-order this thing? That's what comes off, unfortunately. <laughs> well, even beyond that. Like as someone who gets why it f- fell apart, I had a hard time focusing on what the articulation yes. really was, or even knowing if it was real. Because if everything's like, yeah, like uh, like the hips and stuff, like is that, that really can change in a year when we get it? Yeah, like right? what probably is going to happen is much like TMNT Wave One, where like people were hesitant, people who jumped on board got it in hand and talked about how great it was, and then they'll just do Wave One again. Like I think that's that's a smart move unless they don't think people will go crazy for them. Um, but then at that point you're already kind of screwed because what about wave two, wave three, wave four? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I get why they wanted to do it. I don't think it pulled it off and they should have just no, waited. It was to pretty do funny. It <laughs> it was, it yeah, was I feel so- bad for them more than I'm like embarrassed for them or anything. Cause I'm not, it's just yeah. like they, well, cause the other thing is my point about the, it not being actually, brian flynn showing it it felt very like hey we need another video on this because we need to get these pre-orders just have this other guy do it that we don't have it most of us don't have a connection to because we don't know who he is maybe some people do i don't like i'm not knocking the guy he seems like a good dude but he's also trying to like do the you know i'm doing mannerisms you can't see because this is an audio podcast but he's like trying to be hip and cool and also he's the it's falling apart and he's just trying to get through it. And so I feel bad for him instead of like on his same. T- I don't know. It's uh, ulti- uh, ultimately, I just want more Brian Flynn. Ultimately. Because he's the man. That's- I know. I love Brian Flynn so much. 
but hey, so there's that. Uh, you should check it out if you want to see something kind of funny and uh, interesting. Hey, but, do we have time? Quick time for a quick chip break? Yeah. Okay. Ch- uh, chip alert. <laughs> chip alert. Chip alert. Uh, you've got to make that an actual sound drop now. Just so you know. Oh. Okay. Mm. Uh, okay. We're good. You're really going to divide up our fans uh, <laughs> between the, the, ch- right, the pro chip and anti chip. I'm just, I'm just hungry. Hey, listen, email us. No, <laughs> less chip. Yeah, do it. More yes. chip. No chip. Yeah. <laughs> or same amount of chips. Or same amount. More of chips. chips, less chips. Same <laughs> amount of chips. No one's gonna give a fuck about that joke. Oh, man. if you get that know, reference that's... and you email us, I will send you a prize package worth exactly ten dollars. <laughs> um so okay ragged a little bit on the super seven video however recent pickups you and i both got the wave two of the ultimates teenage mutant ninja turtles toys and those are insanely amazing holy cow uh i f- feel like we gush about this line at every opportunity which yes um, i'm not apologizing no like i'm saying like there's a reason uh the first wave great like uh amazing the second wave i don't know how i can get this excited for wave three and four because like what we got in wave two we got bebop which is probably the most incredible toy i've ever seen his sheer size and detail like completely dominate my entire toy shelf. We got Mutagen Man, who is almost on the same level as far as size yeah. and detail. And then, of course, you got Leonardo, which I think we talked about this before. Honestly, the turtles are the most boring part of this toy line, not in a bad which way. Is what you want, which I've agreed, that right? The it's all about the bad guys and just doing a good job on the turtles so that they look like the the original toys, and just executing it perfectly. And then them being pretty stale is exactly where they need to sit. Yep. It's just like, these are cool, but on their own. But as soon as you put it next to Bebop, it's like, so Whoa. cool. Shredder, yeah. Shredder is awesome. I mean, he's yes. based off the foot soldier. So like the foot soldier was great, but yeah, killer wave two. I've actually been looking at wave three and four and I'm like, yeah, I want these, but I just don't know how it can be as great as getting Bebop and mutagen man at the same time. I know <laughs> that they really, they nailed it on getting a collection of uh, figures for that wave to really just, just knock it out of the park. And then they did an amazing job executing them. So they've kind of ruined it for themselves. Well, I think, uh, but everybody's got their own favorite Yeah, and they left. Look, I still need Rocksteady. Oh yeah. I he's going to be, need, he's like, got, there's so many of them that I'm looking He's going to be the same size. It's going to be incredible having those two. Yeah, so it's gonna be amazing. Um, but I don't know anyone whose like, favorite is Rocksteady over Bebop, though. Bebop's just the more interesting character. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's got to be. I'm sure there are too, but there's people who believe lots of incorrect stuff. Incorrect. <laughs> Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> yeah, isn't that how the world works? Yeah, apparently. Just, what a great line! And now that we're in wave two. You can just see that they're. I will say, I mean, I, I'm all in. A little, little asterisks, just so that we're not accused of being shills. There are problems. We with buy them. all of our shit. You can't be a shill if you buy everything. Yeah, right. Well, fanboys. Then there are fair. some problems That's with fair. the line. Turtles' hips still very loose. 
Don't love that. Okay. Bebop's accessories, incredibly undersized. Don't love that. They're actually smaller than the original Bebop's weapons, which is very weird. Mm. Um, those right. are the the two kind of weird things that I would say. It seems like they are having a little bit of trouble. And in general, I would say it seems like Super 7's having a little bit of trouble with scale and accessories because like even the Conan line, which I also recently got because I guess yes. I'm a Super 7 fanboy. Like the, the Conan's sword is almost as tall as he is. Like it's kind of weird. They just seem to have a hard time. I don't know if they design them separately or. It's interesting. It's just the, the there's like some scale issues. I don't know. But by no means kills it. Like it's still an amazing toy. Yeah, just a little critique. And it's things that they could mess with later on too. Yep. So if it ever came to find them, they should know that it's noticed that the scaling is a little weird between the figure and the accessories. Yep. And then one thing a little on the negative side on my end is that I did have some sloppy paint on the shoes of my Bebop, mm-hmm. which uh bummed me out a little bit. They painted the laces a different color than the boot that he's wearing, and it got in between where the laces are and the boot so the boot has the lace color in between oh. so it is a little on the like splashed all terrible the throw them uh, you know what I'm, I'm throwing them away i'm throwing all my whole collection away and i'll never buy another super seven super seven is canceled yep i'm i'm just pure NECA now until they do something that's kind of lame and then i'll throw them all away and buy super seven there you go that's how you do it just keep playing the sides <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so uh, overall, pretty happy with those. We both uh, received them not that long ago. Um, another thing that I got was finally got the Mezco 112 Christopher Reeve Superman. So that's the Superman 78 we ha- figure. We haven't talked about this. I'm interested to hear what you think because I've seen pictures. And uh, yeah, what do you think about it? This is a great question. Because I have not taken it out of the canister. Oh, crap! He's, he's in a canister. You want me to? You want me to open it up while we and we'll talk about <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, do because I I've okay. I've I don't some... even have. To, I know exactly where it is. Uh, I can cut out a little bit of silence, but it's not going to be a long. Yeah, one. let's do it. So if you want to enter, have a chip break, and then I'll be right <laughs> All back. Right. Chip alert! Chip, chip alert! <laughs> I'm back, but you can go ahead and keep munching. <laughs> oh, you get some real ASMR going. Okay, so I now have in hand the Mezco 112 box that I got. They gave me a little gold package that looks like a condom. It's like, I don't know. What is it? Open it. <laughs> mezits, micro mezits, but it's like the size of like a Trojan condom. I've only got a couple Mezco toys, so I'm not. It, it does say age 15 and up, not a toy for children. No, it's so, definitely a condom, then. It's definitely a condom. You're going to want to go out and fuck after you buy this toy. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Sorry. Okay, it's, of course, a little Gomez. They love that little Gomez. I wonder if he's got... He's got uh, He's got articulation. That's wild. Oh. Okay. So he's, like, an inch tall, if that. Yeah. And uh, he, his arms move. His head moves. Dude, they got to push that Gomez. Uh, That's where they make their real money. No licensing costs. Yep. Yep. (laughs) People are going wild for that This is actually kind of neat. Well, like, Gomez is cool, but man, people love Gomez. Yeah. It's wild. I I think uh, Mesco's done a really good job of, like, 
controlling the amount of product, making it all like really desirable, packing it full of accessories yeah. that people who don't even yep. care about the character want to use for other people, characters. And then they're also just releasing cool, unique characters like that. What is it? Baron Benz. And like, they're just kind of cool characters. Um, they've done a really good job with that. I've been into Mezco since they released the, um, Dark Knight Returns Batman toy, mm-hmm. which is several years ago, and it's worth a lot of money now. But I didn't know about Gomez. Um, I know that he's been since the beginning, but like I didn't know anything about it. So when I started seeing all the the toy photography of of that character, I didn't understand what was going on. And then Toy Fair last year, they had you know an exclusive or whatever that was like gold and everything. Oh, there's something else in this package. So I, I just didn't get it. I was like, how do I not know about this? And I didn't realize that at the at first that it was their own character. So I'm I'm pretty impressed. I was just like, I guess I've been living under a rock. Everybody's so gaga over this shit, and I don't know right. anything about what comic is it from, what movie, <laughs> yeah, what, what series, what property, or in my yeah, cons- what property is this? Oh, it's their own. Uh, so then I was, oh, it's a little boombox. Now onto the onto the actual toy here. So I've seen pictures of people unboxing them. So I'm already kind of aware of probably where you're going with this. <laughs> but I'm probably already like okay with whatever it uh, is. Of course you are. You've got such a boner for Christopher Reeves Superman. It's Reeve, not Reeve. Whatever. Yep. Okay. So it comes in a really sweet. I, it was canister. apostrophe S. Christopher Reeves. And this is the Superman. original movie poster that's on the can. That's that's really that's cool. sick. Oh, it's I actually like a can, have this poster. It's like a can to get popcorn in. Popcorn, it does look that way, yeah. <laughs> Your grandma will love that. <sighs> well. You a little nervous? It's all right, buddy. I, yeah, so. You've seen the same pictures I have. You're not going to be too heartbroken, I hope. No, it's fine. Like, I paid what it's, it went for. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay the 150 or whatever it was. Big Bad Toy Store had it for, like, much more, you know, and all that kind of thing, so. I paid the regular price. Um, all right. So here he is. Just open up. You, you don't have to show me. I just want to. I've seen the pictures. You. Uh, I just want to see your. Reaction. So I wonder if you're going to refer to the face, or you're going to refer to the costume, <laughs> huh? Or maybe both. Because yeah, they both. Uh, um. So I I think the derpy face is still the creepy smile uh, <laughs> is pretty famous already. I don't know why they did that. Um, the regular face is pretty good. Actually, it they, it's better than the promo. I'm going to show it to you. It looks way less creepy. I think they must have changed it. There was a lot of talk about it. Oh, shit. And he just got his first look at it. He had no. <laughs> no, that was because I almost had all the accessories uh, fall out of it. Okay. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, dude. It looks like uh, something that like there you go. Like that would come with a. It's not that bad. It's like something uh, off a of Kendall. But it was definitely worse. Yeah. Honestly, I feel that way about the suit too. It it looks like a Barbie. <laughs> the suit is definitely less nice. Yeah. The the way they sewed it because like around the collar, I'll look at mine. Hold on. But around the collar, like because it's there is not supposed to be like a ridge. You know how like you have like the stretchy collar on the t-shirts. It's not like that. It's supposed to be just, it just ends. So it should be like a really small seam, which they can't do at this scale. So they, you know, they have a seam 
but like a loose seam to kind of keep it from separating. So let me see what they got here. All I'm saying is you're collecting Barbies now, Carl. I mean, was I ever not? Like, it's a slippery slope. Okay, it's not so bad, but it definitely it's there. This actually came out pretty good for me. You know, it could just be like the quality control overall might be an issue, not necessarily all of them. Oh, well. Uh, I can't show you. I'll show you another time. And plus, I don't want these listeners to be like dealing with a toy, like a visual toy review uh, that they can't fucking see. Well, so, and considering your reaction was very much just like, ah, oh, it's okay. Maybe we don't keep this in. Because <laughs> no, like, it's pretty think, boring at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's not shock value. I think they fixed it. And, but not completely. It's still kind of weird. So be aware of that. I don't know if you can get a hold of them on the secondary market without spending a crap ton of money. It seemed like they sold out really fast. Um, there's not a lot of Christopher Reeve toys. NECA did one um, a while back. That's just like their, their normal seven inch. Um, I have that. It's pretty sweet. This is definitely a step up because you got the cloth and everything, but I wouldn't pay extra money. Like I wouldn't pay $200 for it. Right. You know, like I'm sure people will uh, enjoy that lukewarm. uh <laughs> review of that it's uh it's cool for regular price if you're a big if you're a big fan of the movie and um christopher reeve superman uh it's christopher it's, reeve. it's worth it's worth price just of so normal you know. admission huh it's christopher reeve just so you know yeah, that's what i said you said Chris, you, just, oh. you said christopher reeves no you definitely did no no apostrophe s christopher reeves oh, well that's how i movie. said it and then you gave me no yeah i said christopher reeves you're a fan superman. of christopher reeves that's what you said no go back and listen to it all right stenographer what was said playback i don't care what it what it it was uh, yeah i don't even care what's on the recording i make i i make my own reality and i know i know live your truth brother yeah truth so i got that pretty sweet don't pay too much for it oh what is really awesome that was actually above expectation was i got my first mafex the was it metacom Metacom Toys makes them. Anyway, the Mafex, uh black and gray suited uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman. It's a cool toy. It is sick. And, uh, you know, I wanted the Hush Batman, the the, the blue and gray. Mm. I love Jim Lee. It got me back into comics uh, reading Hush. But, dude, I hate that cape. I hate it's that cape. Really it looks janky. like a Snuggie. I don't like the material they used. No. Looks- so I was wary, but this one is not overly big. He's not wearing it's blue a nice jeans material. For a not wearing blue jeans. Yeah, it's not made of denim. Um, so uh I'm very happy with it. I having never had one, I, I get it. The fit and finish is really nice on it. Um so they, I'm I'm gonna get more. They make they, cool toys. Really, Been eyeing yeah. their uh Spider Man into the Spider Verse, uh Peter Parker. Uh looks pretty cool. With the, yeah, the Peter Parker with the kind of like the schlubby like yeah, the, the coat cloth, and the cloth coat, and you can put sweatpants on him and two different shoes. And does it come with sweatpants? Yeah, and that's really you can cool. change the legs out from the knee down, so it's like his bare legs uh, coming out of the sweatpants, like in the movie. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh yeah, it that movie's a lot of fun, and it was just really great. So, uh, if you're into that, that would be a really good toy to uh to get a hold of 
So there's not much else to be said about that black and gray suited uh, Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller Batman is just really great. And uh, I, I understand it. I understand why most toy photographers have several MAFX toys or MAFX, however you say it. I've heard that it's an acronym, so you can say it either way you want. Um, it's not really a word. Oh, like so. GIF. Okay. Sure. You know how I feel about GIF. I know. That's why I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. And let's see what else. Um, are you get anything else uh, recently that you want to talk about? You want to keep your certain obs- <laughs> your current obsession a secret? Uh, well, oddly enough, even though it's been about a week, I'm almost towards the end of purchases for my current obsession. But um, so you'd only ruin my yeah, I'd uh, only ruin experience of getting them. Your experience, but no, I won't talk about my current obsession. What have I picked up? I got the Conan Super Seven Ultimates. Those have been pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't put that on the list, but yeah, you told me that they were actually in stock and. Yeah, I I bought them right away. I thought I missed out on them. I figured they'd be hot sellers, and that Thulsa Doom is insanely nice. It's really cool. Um, Conan is actually the week of the bunch, but they're coming out with some other Conans that look a little more like Conan actually looks. So, um, that will be good to round that out. Yeah, but- the the Wave Five. No, I'm sorry, the Wave Three. Um, with the like the war paint. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool one. Yeah. I'm excited for that, Conan. Um but there there's just a lot of uh a lot of stuff I'm waiting for on pre order. Um that hasn't come yet. I uh every I, I check I check my inbox every day for the three zero guts and berserker armor. Um but there's just no ship notice. But someday it'll come and then that will fill a little hole in my heart for about ten seconds till I want the next thing. That's how it goes. <laughs> Did you get uh, did you get it from Big Bad Toy Store? I did, which means I'll get it seven months after everyone else after has. everybody else has it. Yeah, yeah. So same, same. Which, which but, uh, speaking of which, which used to be not as big a deal. Like I can wait, but Big Bad Toy Store is starting to become more and more less of a convenient. Like they're charging deposits for everything. Like it, it's just not, so as, I haven't run into the deposit thing. It must be large. Uh, I just feel like everything I look at, they want to deposit for, huh. um, you definitely have to watch out. It's not like, it's not like it, it used to be. be. Well, Oh, of course I'm going to just order from the same price and not have to charge my card right now. Right. Like, of course that's what I'll do. But you know, sometimes their pricing is a little off and, uh, I, you know, just depending on what it is, I don't really understand what's going on there. We've talked about it before. Um, and then deposit. You've told me about the deposits. I just haven't seen it. But Entertainment Earth does deposits sometimes, so it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, it's not a clear winner anymore. Yeah. Interesting. What you doing? To me? Yeah. Don't worry about it. You're you're doing something weird, guys. He's doing something weird. I don't know what I'm it not is. Doing something weird. Don't worry about it. He's looking something up. I'm not looking something up. I'm making. Right. I'm making a purchase. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Couldn't help myself. We talked. I've talked. We talked so much about it. Uh, I keep putting it off, saying no, I don't need it. But uh, I do. I really do. So uh, I'm gonna purchase it before it goes out of stock. All right. Well, can you text me what it is so I can? <laughs> you could guess what it is based on our last conversation. <laughs> Mayfax Peter Parker Spider Man. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I just I, I'm gonna be real bummed when it sells out and you can't get it anymore. 
Yeah, it's a it's a special. I I don't have. I love the movie, but I just it doesn't ring any kind of like I don't care about it enough. But it's a really nice figure. So those that are into it should get it for sure. I got a lot of Batman figures coming out um, later this year. I'm really excited about the two pack that's got the um, the Robin um, and then the the Nightfall Batman, the Azrael Batman. Yeah, that oh, one looks man. awesome. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. So Carl, the market you've known we've we've talked about this. The toy market right now is very weird for vintage stuff. Yes. I don't know if it's COVID. Everyone's at home. They want to spend their money on toys. I don't know. Like you and I talked about how like the toys that made us was bringing in like a lot of people, but I feel like compared to the way the world is right now with toys, like that was nothing. There's like something very strange going on right now where weird things are blowing up. Uh, you'll look at like vintage toys and uh, like a month ago, they'll sell for $70 and then a week ago they'll sell for 250, but then also yeah. some will still sell for 70. It's like really strange. You've noticed this, yeah. right? Yeah, I really have. I not to tangent too much, but very related. Um, my job description at work, a big part of my job is assessing value for equipment that comes through. Cause we resell um, like electronics. So I'm always looking at prices and seeing what things are going for. So as a habit, that's that's why it went so poorly when we were talking about how much did you overpay on something uh what did you buy that you overpaid for and i just don't have a lot of good examples because i have a eye for this kind of stuff i'm not always perfect i fuck up all the time because i want something but um i'm looking at it all the time so i i get an idea of what the market is and i don't know about a lot of yeah. stuff this time there's no way it's like, oh, well, this thing usually sells for $100. Maybe it'll be 150 complete with a box. Maybe it'll be, you know, 70 without anything. And it's like, I have no idea because there'll be a boxed one for 500. There'll be another one that seems to be pretty much the same thing for like 200. Yeah. There'll be something that has missing all kinds of shit that's selling for 100 bucks and it sold for 100 bucks. Right. And I don't know. I have no idea. It's super odd. Uh, and a lot of a lot of things that were like below the radar, not really expensive, still trading every day, like still being bought and sold every day, but not for crazy amounts are blowing up. One of the things that you identified that I was a little surprised at, just because they'd just been around for such a long time, is Marvel trading cards, um, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Like, uh, because I personally, like you and I have friends who aren't even into toys have started buying up Marvel trading cards, um, yeah. which is kind of weird. I feel like, I don't know. So it is weird. I think a lot of fandoms are just exploding. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so it, what's weird is the whole trading card thing is actually like, it bridges that gap between like toy and board games. It's like sits right there in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You and I were big into uh, trading cards. Uh, it was big part of our growing up. I don't know how hard you went, but I was big into trading cards and then obviously Pokemon. And I think that's kind of where a lot of the trading card market has exploded. It started with Pokemon um, influencers starting getting a hold of it, talking about it all the time doing box breaks. There was a lot of talk about how that stuff was undervalued. And personally, I didn't feel like it was just because there's a lot of product out there. Like a lot of the Wizards of the Coast Pokemon stuff, like they made a lot of the unlimited stuff. Sure. First edition, you know, you can make a case for all that. I get it. But 
So I think it started with Pokemon and we'll get back to like trading cards, but you, I mean, uh, gaming cards, but as far as like the Marvel thing, I think you're just seeing offshoot of all these fandoms exploding and just the trading card market as a whole, as a category has just gone ape shit. Yeah. Well, and it, so it's I, bled into it, this. pretty much everyone in our age group probably had some, some Marvel trading cards that they remember fondly, like at least a yeah. pack. Everyone in our age group who was into that stuff, I should say, there wasn't a lot of Marvel stuff you could buy. Marvel was not the powerhouse it was now. So you got like no. crappy Toy Biz toys um, or whoever was before Toy Biz and like trading cards and then the comic books and like trading cards were pretty big just for, for everything. So I think that's probably, I wonder if that's part of it. Like people in our age group are finally like starting to hit that nineties nostalgia, like for real. Yes. Like yes, yes. where there was a nineties nostalgia, like, yeah, I wanted all of that stuff because I was like, I'm pretty heavily into like nerd stuff and collecting now. Like your average Joe is like, Oh yeah, I kind of want some of that stuff from my childhood too. Then yeah. you also have uh, influencers, Instagram influencers who are constantly talking about how cool this stuff is and right. also how much they're how discovering mu- it. Yeah. And how much money they're making. Uh, buying it and selling it and uh, that's bringing a whole new flood of people who wouldn't necessarily care about it who are either looking for a quick buck or are a new fan um and it's not to get too like markety and like financy i guess i want to say but i think there is this thing that's going on current covid times and this could change where if influencers are saying that something is cool, the stock goes up. Oh, and I yeah. literally, and it, it, the power of them is so high. We saw it with the GameStop. Like all it took was a hashtag GameStop or whatever the different hashtags that were going around. It took Elon Musk with Bitcoin to like uh, put it into astronomical and uh, hashtag Bitcoin into his thing. And then the, not that it's not valuable or whatever, but the market is affected so heavily with this stuff. I think we're seeing that type of thing mm-hmm. in the 90s nostalgia. It's like it's a whole. So Pokemon was one of the first because that was like late 90s. Influencers got a hold of like the how cool it is. And Pokemon's like this huge machine now. And it's been it's past the test of time it's not you know i remember parents talking about how it was a fad and oh these pokemon cards and like you know we had it the first go around so the rediscovering of it the sharing of it on social media and just the power of the the influencers so now that leaking into the the marvel trading cards um so right now it looks like the the impel branded 1990 card set i remember seeing them at the store they were the cheaper of the ones it might have been one of the first Marvel trading cards of our time period. They had a Stan Lee trading card that like his face was made up of a bunch of different portions of other characters. It was, it's a pretty cool card. That's like going ape shit on, uh, on eBay prices. Graded cards is a huge thing. Cause everybody's buying up any kind of trading card, trying to get that gym mint 10 grade, just like they have, um, you know, CGC, comic books the graded comic books they're doing the graded cards uh beckett does grading cards cgc got big into it uh, had just started maybe a year or two ago um they're really pushing out some graded cards now so that's the thing is like doing a box break finding those those gym mint tens 
sending them in to get graded and then bringing them back and then selling them. Like that's like a whole hobby in itself. Right. So the rest of us that just want to have a binder of a completed set of trading cards, uh, get hosed and shafted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know, also we don't need the gym. I don't need the graded one. Right. So I have a bunch of the impel 1990 ones, but I don't have a full set. I found out I don't have the Stan Lee card. So that sucks. Um, I thought I did. I have a bunch of duplicates. I do have Spider-Man um, and some other ones. Then, uh, so the Fleer ones, those have been going up to a lot of the other. I loved the, uh, what was it, Upper Deck? Put out the Masterpiece, or is that Fleer? That's Fleer Masterpiece, I think. Um, they had a whole series of X-Men cards. Mm-hmm. I had some of those. Um, they had like the chrome ones. They were like chromium, I think they called them. They had a bunch of different chase cards. The artwork were awesome. Uh, funny thing about those is if you're buying those in the box, like the ones that have uh, like a real glossy finish, those are going to get stuck together. I bought some Marvel cards maybe five years ago, a, a box of the Masterpiece 93s, I think. They were dirt cheap, like 30 bucks. I bought the box. And I was like, I'm going to open these and maybe I'll get it like most of a set. Well, they were all stuck together. They had glued because the the gloss on the paper, it fused to each other. Mm. Um, and so <laughs> then what you would do is you take a pack and you bend it and it would crack, it would like, crack, 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 like you were like popping bones. <laughs> and then and it would, they would, it would rip them. Wow. So it was a complete waste of money. So uh, that's not every card type so i'm sure that people people are going to be buying all the different cards and buying boxes they're going to get some of those like masterpiece ones that had really cool artwork and then they're going to like try to get the open them up get them some graded cards and they're going to realize that they're they're completely sealed together right so i guess it's possible like maybe uh the environment has something to do with it too like it was in hotter weather um but just over time they weren't designed to be in a pack for 30 years right (laughs) so um, it's interesting, you know, if you were into that, you might be missing out. I don't know if it's here to stay. Maybe it'll die down. I, who knows? It's so hard to say. Um, I feel like when this stuff happens, usually the bottom always rises like the, the bottom of like the yeah. bottom dollar price always go. Right. At least that always rises. You don't always stay at like the heights, but, um, that's true. And it was, it's just very interesting. Cause like, eBay, like eBay is usually like the pricing guide for your, your average person, but using that as a pricing guide, it's kind of like how they price homes. They price homes by seeing what other homes around your home sold for. And so, but like that actually doesn't really have too much relevance on like your home. And so it's almost like a false economy where like, okay, someone at one point spent way too much on X, Y, and Z. And then the next person who sold it on eBay saw that. And then that became their buy it now price. And then so on and so forth. Um, eventually the bottom will fall out where then people will start being like, well, none of these buy it nows are selling. So let me put it up for bid and see what it really will sell for. Right. So yeah, um, it could go back down. Uh, it's just, I think I, I think it'll bubble, it'll burst, but you're right. The the net like you'll you'll see the average will go down, also the the baseline pricing 
will go up a bit. Right. And so you're just going to kind of have like overall, it'll be more expensive than it was. But right now you're just seeing these crazy. I watched a video. I wish I could remember the, the guy's name. Um, that does like sport and non-sport trading cards on uh, YouTube. His he d- does some nice videos, and uh, he was kind of going over this whole like Marvel explosion thing, and talking about how particularly those Impel uh, Marvel Universe cards from 1990, that first set, they were really bad at centering. So people are buying boxes hoping to get that Jim Mint grade by sending them in, and the the border isn't centered. You're not going to get the ten. So, um, it's actually not as easy, which is probably why the the value goes so high. Right. Um, I'm just trying to see what, um, selling what they were selling for. Yeah. So this is a box of cards that was going for maybe a hundred bucks or so. And I passed on it. It was something I was interested in and didn't buy a box. Um, I bought a collection of cards. It was just one of those like clear card containers filled with like 250 cards maybe five years ago six years ago and i didn't get a complete set i thought it was gonna be a complete set it was not so i was contemplating getting a box and they were just a little too high now one thousand six hundred dollars it sold just a couple days ago (laughs) one thousand six hundred dollars for a for a sealed box of 1990 marvel universe like yeah this is like the so you gotta think about the other things you could get with that money there's there's some key comic books you could get uh, one thousand six hundred. You could get a um first appearance of Moon Knight for less than that. Uh, <laughs> well, a crappy um, one. Could, no, you could probably get an eight or a seven for under a thousand bucks. Yeah, no, not under a thousand. One thousand six hundred was. The, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Another box here, one thousand one hundred. That was that was bid up. Both of them were bid up, so it wasn't like a bite now. It's just nuts. Yeah, it's wild. So I don't know, man. You know the guy that did the video I was telling you about if I could find him I'm going to probably link him in the um in our show notes a uh, guy in Ohio but yeah uh he was talking about just kind of a lot of the ins and outs of what people are doing that it, the value is still pretty good because if you can get a Jim Men or two of like the Stan Lee or some of the other heavy hitters like Spider-Man those are like $2000 cards or $1000 cards like you and the other ones you know also are worth some um but I think you know, an off-center one was greatly lower. <laughs> they had hollows. I'm looking at hollows. They were like ninety bucks for the for the hollow cards, just loose. Yeah. So yeah, pretty wild. Wild stuff. It's it's pretty crazy how these things that, uh, and I think this is always how it goes. These things that we just didn't like think it would ever be a thing just, just become ridiculous. I mean, that's how comic books became valuable. Is like. It's rare because they didn't do huge print runs and they got thrown away by the parents, you know, back in the you know fifties and sixties. Right. These will rot your brain, and you know now it's like impossible to get certain books or whatever. Well, no, you just go over to Nicholas Cage's summer home and steal them from him. That's how you get them these days. <laughs> he might have sold all that. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I think he has warehouses of shit though, from what I've been told. I don't know if that's still accurate, but. I do recall him saying, or there was a report that he didn't know where the Action Comics number one he bought for a million dollars went. Yeah, that's what I was referencing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, just for those that didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Can you can you imagine being that so far ahead of financial situation to where, like, I have a million dollar comic somewhere, but I'm not sure what state it's in or what crate it's in or if I even have it anymore. <laughs> 
wild. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to be it for us today. Thanks for listening. Uh, sorry about the uh, infrequency, but we love you all. And uh, we'll have Noah play us out. Just don't forget to like and subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, all the sweet ones. Check us out on Twitter. Like us. Uh, interact with us. Email us. Playwithitpodcast.com. Uh, is our website you can find us yeah listen guys at the end of the day i say this every episode we love you we love you and we appreciate that you love us and every time you listen that grows our our little heart um just that much bigger to the point where maybe someday carl won't be soulless and i won't make jokes and bad taste because our heart will be so full of love that's what you're working towards every single time you listen to us and uh we just really appreciate it and uh all i have to say is play with it